Welcome to another episode of Five Minute Major Radio. What's Dave up? here, along we got the full game oh, tonight. Yo, yo, we're back. Jake, Matt, and first of all, we'll just get us away first. Happy birthday to us! One year ago today, I decided to bring back our old page, what we formerly known as the Hockey Nerd News. I did my first, I think it was like post game flyers, and I probably had a terrible loss or something to bitch about it essentially and. Now we are here. Yeah. We've evolved, and it's nice to have the boys back in. And started out as us three back in the day, then it was just me, then it was me and Jake, then it was just me again, then it was me and Matt, and now it's us three of us again. We definitely have better hair now. Some of us do. It's okay. But, uh, yeah. So, happy birthday to us. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it. We're on that Twitter feed now, so everyone choose to follow there at 5 Min Major Pod. Matt's our big Twitter guy. Jake's not really active on Twitter at all, but he's included in our Twitter bio. Jake's not active on social media. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Exactly. And then everyone knows I'm very... (laughs) Everyone knows that I'm very, very active on social media. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so here we are. Uh, Flyers are currently playing the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, where the... Where the Leafs are rocking some sick St. Pat's unis in honor of St. Patrick's Day on Sunday. So, oh, yeah. for all your Irish folk, get your drink on this weekend. You deserve it because you're Irish. Responsibly. Precisely. I enjoy me a Leafs celebratory holiday jersey. Yeah, they, they, they are, they yeah, are ball one. Yeah. pretty sick. On one of those Chinese websites, I heard. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, it's supposed to be here by St. Patrick's Day. No, Chinese, <laughs> Chinese I think it'll be here by next St. Patrick's Day. Those things take forever to ship, I think. So, we'll see. Hopefully it's the year of the express shipper. I'll just celebrate late. I'm not even Irish, so I'm not even like really invested in St. Patty's Day, yeah. but you know. I'm allegedly Irish, but you know. I'm, I'm very Irish. My lineage comes from every continent that's translucently white. <laughs> so anyway. Any hoodles, but since we last recorded last Tuesday, there's been a couple of so I was gonna say a plethora of games, it hasn't really been a plethora, there's been just a good amount. Um a 5-3 loss at the hands of the Washington Capitals, um, where the Flyers at one point were down 5 nothing and made it a game early in the third period. Um, a good win that following Saturday, 5-2 over the New York Islanders. A 3-2 win then following over the Ottawa Senators. And then another loss to the Washington Capitals, a 5-2 loss last night. And, of course, I said that brings us to tonight's game where they're in action, where they currently have a 5-2 lead over the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, boys, thoughts on the, we'll just go in order here, talk about each game, I guess. Thoughts on the Capitals game on the 6th of March? Um, if I could mark that game down as let it don't, let it not exist, then I would. Because the Capitals had, I think, what, five shots on, no, five goals on, like, less than 20 shots at one point. It it was bad. Yeah, uh, Brian Elliott came out after giving up, I think, four goals on, like, 19 shots. And then the first shot that Talbot, yeah, Cam. Speaking of that, Cam Talbot's on the Flyers. If you guys still like pay attention, even though is the guy, the, the guy the, has gotten one start and he's been here since what, like February, we, January. We, we, we can touch on that after yeah, this yeah, game. Yeah, anyway, so he that, came, that's, that's an issue. It was basically like seeing Bigfoot, where you got to see Cam Talbot between the pipes, and he gave up a, a goal on his first shot face, and the Flyers just looked like the wheels were falling off. And then the, I mean the the back half of the game they made it entertaining, but obviously they fell short, lost by two goals. 
Phil Myers got his first goal. It was, NHL, it was a which was snipe. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I mean the first, the first like three quarters of that game were just they were brutal. Yeah. So I think I would, I would mark that one down. Aside from the Myers goal, I'd mark that one down as one that I'd like to selectively forget. So, anyone else have an opinion? I actually think I was at work during the game. But, you know, yeah. looking back. Well, you didn't miss much. You know, looking back afterwards, the highest. I mean, congrats to, to Myers, first career, Gino. Is there league? You know, like I said, what a, what a shot, boys. You know, like Dave said, it was a pretty pretty solid shot, you know, solid effort. You know, and, oh, you know small, a small victory in a, in a larger, bigger picture loss, yeah. I guess you could say, with, with the Myers goal. But, yeah, it just seems like it comes down to, like, you know, inconsistency and sloppy play. You know, the Flyers gave the Capitals all the ice. They gave them the lanes and, like, you know, the shooting lanes and the area to skate. And the Capitals are a quick team. They've always been a quick team, you know? And that's sort of microcosmic of almost maybe last night's example of a game. But, like, we'll get there eventually. Yeah. You know, it just seems to be a repeat issue against the same team. But, you know, moving forward. Yeah, it was... Next game. <laughs> um, I, I was at, I was in attendance with my my lovely girlfriend Brenna, as everyone knows. Matt, were you there too that night or no? Game? Yeah, well, wait, wait, no. you were there last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Brenna and I were in, we got some sweet ADA seating thanks to my boy Alex for hooking me up with those. Um, perfect view, like mm-hmm. they're really nice, close. You're, you're elevated right where like you can see the whole rate floor level. It's really nice. Mm-hmm. But Myers just came down and his G. It was like. Like G let a rush. I think it was just like a three on two, or might have been an even three on three rush. Did everything like usual. And G just took the puck, and Myers was telling him G just dropped it back to him. And Myers just said, "Fire the laser." Oh, there we go. We got a Toronto goal. He, he, that was a pretty nice shot from Muzzin at the top of the circle. The scoring update: It's five. Flyers still have a five three lead. Everything is still yeah. fine for now. Puck puck cycles to the what's that? The left top of the left circle there. Yeah. He just puts a nice shot. Goes right to. I think it's top left. Like I said, get someone that's block. This is Elliot, right? Blocker side. Yeah. Yeah, you'll see it. Ooh. Oh, oh wow. That's from a oh, weird wow. angle. But yeah. He, Jake, a, he hit a, him over the shoulder on a blocker side and it just rippled around the back of the net. That that's was, a bit that's a Brian Elliott goal. That's a that's a good shot though, by Jake. That is a good shot. But, um, top class. To, My top player. To get back to Not our the previous game. So just the Caps game, it was too little too late. Meyer scores late. In the last 10 seconds, and then Giroux, come, I guess they must have been lighting each other's asses on fire in the locker room, I don't know, in the second intermission, Whoa. and then um, Claude Giroux scores 10 seconds into the third period, and then I think like two minutes after that, I forget who else scored, but then it was it was a 5-3 game, like, all right, here we go, Like, and they, it was actually a really good game for the rest of the third period, but it's like, if only they had this effort through the whole 60 Yet again, the typical Flyers issue of sloppiness and not playing a full 60. I mean, that game that game has been one of the many games that have been, like Jake said, a microcosm of the bigger picture. Just this season in general where the Flyers have given a lackluster effort with just being completely outplayed. And then they find themselves in too big of a hole where they dig out of it somewhat, but they can't dig themselves out of it all the way. And I mean... Again, games like that, especially where they are now, like games like that, you have to win, and you can't you can't go down five nothing like before the like before the halfway point of the second period, and then expect to like come back against a team like the Capitals. I mean, it just again, it's just it tells to the season that the Flyers have had, where 
and we'll touch on this again like we will on other things, but like where they they finally decide, oh, like we're playing a game tonight, and then they turn they turn on the switch, they play well for about, I don't know, twenty-five minutes of the entire sixty, but then they fall short and they kind of just give you like false hope that they're gonna mount a comeback and then they just lose and then again, like I said, every every two points at this point is crucial because they're the playoffs are at stake. So yeah. Yep. It's almost like every time the Flyers cannot achieve scoring the first goal, they it's like they become like they're it's paralyzed. Like they have like zero capability of scoring until the third period. Yeah. Like like there's there's no intensity. Unless there's, they're playing the Penguins. Even but even then, right. like I mean that one game, uh, what was it? The I think it was, I want to say like mid January when they had like almost fifty shots on goal. It was a week before the same series game. Was it that one? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, but like I mean a game like that, like they got scored on first and they played well pretty much that entire game, and they just couldn't obviously get anything going, get anything past Murray. But it was like again those kind of games, like the Flyers, like Jake just said, like. They get scored on, and it just seems like the wind just gets taken out of their sails, and they just kind of just float dead in the water for the next, like, 20 minutes, like, the next period, and then they're like, oh, wait, like, it's only a one-goal game. Like, we could still have a lot of time to score one goal, at least taking it into overtime to get one, pe- like, one point in the standings, but then they're just like, oh, yeah, like, we might as well just, like, lay down and let them walk all over us. Yep. So, I don't know. I mean, again, it's one of those things where, like you said, these those games have been – have cost them, oh my god, have cost them way too much this this season. Wasn't again. And then here we go. The Leafs closed the gap in within one. What, a, five, what was a 5 2 e when we started recording has now become a 5 4 Flyers see, lead. Works, see, here's a good point. Oh, thing. man. Not, the, to piggyback off of what just happened on, you know, in the game here, it works both ways. So, like, the Flyers, like, they'll get down, like, they'll, they'll, they'll be, like, have a deficit to come back from. So they'll get scored on, and they'll kind of, like, allow themselves to fall behind in the game. And there's just, like, like I said, they wait too long. It's like, you can't, like, at that point, you're on borrowed time. Like, you know, if you're looking to come back and win the hockey game, it starts now. You know? Like I said, it happens. This is the game. Like I said, people fall short. Like, you know, like, other teams take the lead. Like, you know? Like, you're not always going to score the first goal or you're not always going to run away with the game. But, like, you know, once, you know, once it gets to that point where, like, you know, they, the other team scores the first goal and you're getting one, two, three goals unanswered in the first period. Like, you know, especially, like, like in your own building. You know what I mean? Like, this is a theme I feel like I see at the Wells Fargo Center a lot, you know? Like, what, what are you what are you looking to achieve here? It's it, They just become, like, almost, like, disenfranchised like, on the ice. Like, there's no, there's no, like, drive. There's no, like, like, feel like, there, it's almost like there's no desperation. Like, it's oh, wow. Right. Like, like, you know, we're behind by two goals. Or, like, oh, okay, so we had to leave, and... They just kind of came back and hit us with three unanswered. What are we going to do about this? They just kind of, like, they'll coast. And it's almost like, what, what do you do? Do you wait for, like, the inflammation of the game to kind of come down and bring it back in speed so you think you can just kind of creep back that way? It's just not how it works. And it works the same way. Like, they'll get a lead. Like, right now in Toronto, like, they had, like, a 5-2 lead at one point. You know? Like, when, when we started recording 12 five minutes. Minute, like, when we started yeah. recording 12 minutes, ago, say, they were up 5-2. I say at one point because I'm not really sure I want to name how long ago that was. You know what I mean? Like I said, you had a... Like a three-goal lead on the Toronto Maple Leafs, arguably one of the more dangerous teams in the league, you know, nowadays. Granted, you know, the Leafs have had, you know, 
I mean, every team, a, every team had a little bit of a rough patch yeah. as of late, but like regardless, like you know, it's this is a competitive game, you know, and you, you can't afford to like to give up two unanswered goals and like you know bring the game within one, you know. Right, okay, so we got the Flyers on a power play here, so like we'll see what they do. Yeah. You know? So we got to move on to touch base to the next game because there was a very big moment that happened in this next game that I'm sure we have lots of feelings on. Um, the Flyers move on from that loss to the Capitals and play the New York Islanders. Saturday up in Long Island, typical New Yorkers fans can't stop their own stadium. That's their own problem or their issue. Islanders. Uh, yeah, Islanders fans too. Make note, Here Islanders fans. We go fans. again, Dave attacking an entire city. It is what it is. It's Philadelphia. <laughs> We're better. It's okay. Um, I'm Long Island now. But uh, so in that game, Flyers win five two. Pretty much own the Islanders the entire game. Brian Elliott plays pretty well in that. Um, it's a good game, you know, we never really, the Islanders were never really in it, Flyers, you know, they did a whole of play, but there, there, there comes to this, this, this one pivotal point in the game, where a play I think we've all seen happen a billion times. Something that, we've that, joked about on this podcast. That never gets, that never gets penalized. This play never gets penalized, ever, at all, like zero, like zero, and... You know, Johnny Boychuk comes off the bench trucking for Jake Voracek. And Voracek is back, is clear to the boards. Like, Boychuk is going to board Voracek. Voracek looks behind him, sees he's coming. So he just braces himself and just kind of leans back into mm-hmm. Boychuk as he comes into him. And then Voracek's face just sort of just melts right into Voracek's back. And then Boychuk's down there as he gets hurt. And everyone's, all the Islanders are flipping out. The fans are flipping Voracek gets jumped twice. They give Voracek a five-minute major penalty. Look, they don't toss him out of the game. And then the rest of the Flyers kill off the, 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 the penalty. Good on them. They come back, and then Voracek proceeds to get jumped and harassed twice by the rest of the Islanders are really embarrassing. Like, if you're going to jump the guy, actually jump him. Don't slash him or just poke at him. Like, actually drop your gloves and be a hockey man and freaking fight. I mean, and the Islanders players didn't do that. And the Islanders have guys on their team who could, like Leo Komarov, Uncle Leo as we call him, is not afraid to fight. We've seen him fight. And he just, just pestered Voracek. And then it gets released that Voracek's going to get a hearing. We're like, are you kidding me? And he gets two games for that hit, and ultimately. And this, it, this it's, all it's comes just... off it's, the back like, of like the last month and a half. Like you have like the, like the baseball swing by Malkin with like Raffle. And what's the other instance I'm just blanking on? With the oh, uh, oh, oh, there's with, a couple. Okay. Patrick Patrick gets okay. boarded by Gabriel, yeah, yeah, and then Giroux got Giroux got boarded by Mantha, which got right. no no supplemental also, discipline. Outside of the sphere of influence yeah. with the Flyers, too, I mean, like you have McDavid getting suspended for like what I think is like still like a little bit of a questionable play. Michael you, got suspended. Michael you know, like, got suspended. Like, Corey Perry not getting suspended for his cross check to the Oilers' head. Like, you know, t- and, typical Corey Perry. Like like what Corey Perry gets suspended for on an annual basis every season. Like the player, the players like safety association kind of missed that this year. Like they weren't able to pick up on it because he was suspended. Last night, for protecting himself. or two nights ago in Vancouver, you had Chris Kreider like double elbow Elias oh. Pedersen in the face. He got fined five k. Yeah. I'm sorry. The the Chris the, Kreider, the Kreider play. The guy who's made a career out of running goaltenders. The Kreider play, the Perry play, the Gabriel play, and the Mantha play are all worse hits. And the Malkin, you know, baton swing, baseball swing at Raffles' head, all five of those instances are worse 
plays that are more detrimental to a player's health than what happened with Voracek and Boychuk. What happened with Voracek and Boychuk is a simple bracing standard yourself. Hockey standard hockey play happens all the time. It's probably happened tonight already you know, in the game, and we haven't noticed. Hurt? You know who got hurt? Johnny Boychuk's pride got hurt. That's what happened. That's the only injury sustained on that play. Boychuk went in for one of his, like, Typical hits that he does, which are really they're like they're non-call, like like he charges people. That's essentially the play. It's like where Boychek will come, like from like maybe like 25 feet out somewhere, whether it's open ice or along a board, and like at full speed, will like just plow through somebody. Like will straight up charge another player, and that is like his mo. Like he's made a career on it. Like when he was in Boston, like they used to like make a mockery of it, or it was like a big thing. Like the announcer was, oh, Greenlight hit. You know, like me and Matt have joked about that before previously on the podcast, not thinking that this is going to affect the Flyers somehow, some way. But essentially, Voracek picked his head up at the right moment and did what any player was should or could do to protect himself in that instance, and he sustained a two-game suspension for it. On the heels of all, you know, the truly and utterly BS decisions made by the Player Safety Association as of late, it's just exhausting. You know, and... You know, Conspiracy aside, it makes you really wonder, like when, like when it when a player gets called upon, if they have a like a Philadelphia crest on their uniform, well, how does that influence the decision? Really, like how? You know, what I mean, give me a singular reason why I shouldn't feel like potentially like biased in that instance where I feel like the players on my team are like you know are being you know targeted and victimized like more so than the rest of the league's players because of the team they play for. It's, it's, like, right there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't really like to, like, buy into, like, the bogus, like, conspiracy, like, like stuff, like, whether it's political, on sports or whatever. But, like, when it comes down to it, I mean, it's pretty deliberate. Like, Malkin tried to decapitate Michael Roffel at the neck, and he missed, you know? And he sustained a singular game, like, a single game in suspension time, you know? And this is something he's made a career. Like, these are all repeat offenders, all... Corey Perry, Malkin, all players who have been suspended before. Well, not Malkin. Malkin, that was, uh, that was his first suspension. You're I mean, right. he, he should have been suspended before. Malkin's been fine before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's been, it's a slap on he's, the wrist. He's been, like, regardless, he has a history with player safety, yeah. right, with, with the league for disciplinary action, you know? And, like, I, I'm going to throw this out there for, you know, for a person that we all, like, you know, very, know very well who doesn't watch this. But, you know, if you really want to, like, play along with that, like, repeat offender reputation thing, you know, like – you need to start slamming the guys who are repeat offenders continually offending and making dangerous plays. Like Malkin. Like, you know, I mean, the fire is like, like Gudis. Like, 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 fine. Like, to, to clear the bias in the air, like, Gudis is the guy that, you know, I like, I respect, I enjoy as a flyer, makes plenty of reckless plays that are probably, like, you know, not probably. Well, not, like, not for the past year push, and a half. He's cleaned up his game a lot. Push comes to shove. He's made some suspension-worthy plays. And has been awarded as such. But, you know, it's all to, it's just consistency. It's been like this for the longest time. And the, and of who, like, the problem who is... runs the association or whatever is, it's consistency. And it just seems like the weight always shifts to the other side, regardless if it's involving a flyer as the victim of that play or the perpetrator. I think I think the NHL has two spin spin wheels. They have one for goaltender interference. And they have one for something else doesn't work. Where George Paris, with his Princeton education, will go in and say, how am I going to punish this guy today? Let's spin the wheel. I don't care what the offense is. Oh, is this guy okay? He's been fined 5K, which is like their bar tab when they go out with their team. Or that might be less than their bar tab. Or they know, this guy, oh, well, he's getting two games, I guess. Guess I got to go with it. 
Matt, let, let's have you chime in here because Jake and I have kind of taken <laughs> yeah, over this a little bit. I'm still here. Matt's but, still here. Uh, we, we value his opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think you guys really hit the nail on the head. It, it just, like, it comes down to just plain old inconsistency where you see these things that, like, are c- comparable in severity, maliciousness, like, intent. You see all this stuff, and, I mean, you think, like, you think it's going to warrant one thing, but then it warrants another, usually something minimal. It's either It's either a minimal suspension for, like, a maximum, like, maximum, I guess, intent or, like, malicious play, or it's, like, a maximum uh, suspension for, like, a minimal play. Like, I mean, again, if anything, Voracek, I would have thought he maybe would have gotten fined or maybe just a one-game suspension. He should have gotten nothing. Um, yeah, again, but again, like, so, but, uh, yeah, I mean, again, it's it's just, it's plain old inconsistency on the part of the player safety department, and then, again, there's also... There's also the fact that there should be some sort of onus on, especially when it comes to the head hits, because I think, I didn't really get a good look at it, but I think in the case of the Eichel suspension, it looked, I forget who he hit, but it looked like the player was leaning, was kind of leaning forward to like reach for the puck and Eichel obviously got him in the head, which is what like the the main, like the main point of contact was the head, like all that, all that mumbo jumbo. But it's like, again, like, yeah, I mean, again, I think there should be an onus on the player delivering the hit and also the player that's almost going to receive the hit. Not, I mean, again, at some point, it's almost like the defenseless receiver in the NFL where, like, you really, you're not, you really can't put yourself in a position to defend yourself if you're in the midst of, like, a play or something like that. Like, if you're, like, if you're in the air in an NFL game and you get nailed, like, you can't, you can't just obviously, like, stop time put your feet down, like, come out of that, like, come out of midair, and then, like, brace yourself to get hit. Wait, you can't do that? I, Humans not can't that I do know, that? I am, I mean, I am it, flabbergasted. Bottom line is, it just comes down to inconsistency, where it's like, you think, like I said, you think these, these hits, or these, these stick infractions, or whatever happens, are gonna warrant one thing, but then the NHL just throws a curveball, and they're like, again, like you said, like we've said before, they almost just, like, spin a wheel, and whatever space it lands on, they're just like, they just snap their fingers. They're like, all right, tweet it, send it out, press release, like roll it, and it's all over the news. And then obviously, the social media just gets a just gets just gets a hold of it, and everyone obviously becomes George Paros and thinks that they know. Not obviously, I mean, not saying that we're wrong, but I'm saying everyone thinks what they're gonna think, and they're gonna be like, oh well, he should have got this, but he should have got that, blah blah. So again, it's just it, the bottom line is that it's just inconsistent, and obviously majority of people aren't going to agree with it. And it does seem like the Flyers have gotten, like, excuse my French here, but, like, the shit end of the stick this year because they've been on the receiving end of so many, not even just, like, suspension calls, just, like, a, a, a myriad of, bad calls. like, bad calls. Like, from the the blown call in that Penguins game in January, like, uh, the phantom high stick on Haig that got four, four minutes. minutes. Yeah, like, that kind of stuff. Like, I mean those little things can change the course of a game, which can change the course of a season. So it's like, you gotta, I understand like the referees and everyone is only human, but like you have to be, you have to be perfect because again, like that stuff can cost the team whether they want it to or not. So, I mean, again, they just, it's just consistency is what it is. So that's the, that's the word of the day. It's like Sesame street, the word of the day. 
What consistency? What's the what? What's the number? Why don't you count? buy the letter C for consistency? It's just, there you go. The officiating in the NHL, and, and this is in other games too, across the league. When I watched like non-flyers games, you know, it's just so haphazard in their approach. Like, what is one one minute a penalty, and what isn't a penalty at another second? You know, it, it, it's like you know, a referee will make a call in the first period, like versus like you know, like a Buffalo like Rangers game. Like so, you have like Sabers and Rangers, and like Michael will take like a tripping penalty, and like the following period, like that same play that will take like a Kreider down, or like somebody on like a breakaway or like a rush, will just like it's all like we're just gonna bring it outside of the zone. Like okay, the play got broken up just like just outside for a face off. Like there's no call, like no, like there's just like I hate to bludgeon the word consistency, but it's just but that's the word though. Like I said, yeah. consistency. Like I said, I like using the word haphazard. It's almost like there's no approach, yeah. or there's no there's no guide or anything that gauges what it is. Like what is like okay, routinely like that is that, this is this. You know, it's it's almost like it's pure discretion a hundred percent of the time, and they're getting it wrong. Like you know, I mean, like I understand, like it's easy for us to speak from a bedroom, you know, in Willowbrook, Pennsylvania, and stuff like that about our opinions about NHL officiating. No, but it's it's, it's 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 so. We it, are. It's frequent enough that, like, from the from like a casual fan or like hockey watchers, you know, people who play, like, you can pick up on it. It's like, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, you know, like, like, what do you like? What game are you watching? You know? And like I said, like, fine, you're a human being. Like, whatever. Like, referees are human beings. NHL athletes are human beings. You know? But they're exceptional human beings, paid exceptional amounts of money to do what they do. Yeah. Like I said, like. You're supposed to have, like, as an NHL officiator, you're supposed to have an understanding and knowledge and vision of the game and the ice around you better than probably anybody. You know what I mean? Like, you gotta, like, you should have better vision and understanding of what's happening on that ice surface than any other player, coaching staff, or anybody on a bench or on the surface with you. Like I said, you're officiating the game. And and most, and the majority of ex NHL, the majority of NHL refs and refs in the minor leagues. Are ex players like they played to a certain point, realized they couldn't go anymore. Some even played in the minor leagues and realized I can be an official instead. Mm-hmm. So they had that player mindset. Right. To touch on another basis, though, of course, the Flyers would eventually appeal Jake Forchek's suspension. They went before Gary Bettman, and Gary Bettman. Uh, this was after serving the one game, the one game against the Senators on Monday night. The Flyers tried to have him come back and play against the Capitals last night. Voracek, of course, is not, or excuse me, Gary Bettman is not going to rule against his Department of Player Safety because that would be just a complete rather. That would just make things worse. Yeah. And so he upholds the suspension. And at least it's a statement that was just complete and utter, like, rubbish. Like, dude, like, you're just releasing bullshit to back up your BS statement. Uh, Pardon my French there. But it's just, it's ridiculous. And that's a point I want to make. I don't think what you guys want to know. If. The NHLPA and players and teams are going to appeal suspensions. I think it should go to an independent arbitrator who is not affiliated with the league at all, where the league hires someone to come in and say, yeah, but it has to here's be the case. Who understands the game of hockey. Well, clearly, clearly, though, and they do have that for free agency. When teams take teams arbitration, the league hires arbitrators. Use the same people. When a, when, a, when a hearing happens, when a player appeals a suspension, it's like a court trial where both teams send their side and the league has a side, and they go to the they plead their case. Do that same thing. Have the independent arbitrator make make the argument and then make the, make the decision. It's just is because in all honesty, that his suspension should have been voided at one, and he should have played last night. I think what you said is a really good idea, but also it's like 
you're, you're tying up a situation in limbo much longer than it needs to be. They just need to be making the right call. Like I said, you don't you don't need to bring it that far out into arbitration to get that much organization well, the, the, behind whether something should be or shouldn't. The be problem is, I had this idea. No, I had this idea because the league's not making the right call, and they haven't been making the and it's not just for Flyers games. The that player depart the part of player safety has become an absolute and utter joke. A circus, the, a, a ruckus, just a. <laughs> Downright tarnation. It's just, it hasn't been good. And then, like, you see plays that have, it's just, it's just like the Kreider play last night. Like, I look at that, and, like, Elias Patterson has now his probably his second concussion of the season, and the player got fined 5K. Like, how is, how is Voracek's... Potential Calder candidate, by the way. How is Voracek's play worse? It isn't. But, do we have anything else to say on this topic? Because we got to keep it all going. I want to say on this topic. You do what you do. I mean, maybe, maybe. I think Johnny Boychuk is soft, and I hope he sees this. I think you're soft. <laughs> I hope he sees this. And I will fight you. He tunes it. He you're gonna call out Jake Boychuk social media. The five, <laughs> the five major podcasts has called out Johnny Boychuk. And meet us outside Miller's Johnny house Boychuk, later tonight. Your brother will take you down. You're soft, and I don't care if your brother follows me on Twitter. He's soft too. All but, right, Pin Pin, your time is up. Is Zach Boychuk related? No, Johnny there's Boychuk? no relation. Oh, yeah, so. Never mind. One's American your, and one's not your brother. Zach Fake Boychuk, news. I'm sorry, but Johnny Boychuk is soft. Fake news. Is still on the Fake podcast. news. All right, so moving on. Um, of course, we briefly talked about it. 3-2 game, defeat Ottawa Senators for the night. Jake was there with his brother. You're welcome. Um, Dollar dog man. I know, right? I like loaded up on like food at Wawa. I'm pulling the way down to the game, not even realizing it was dollar dog. Oh my god! Rookie move. Man. I spent like twenty dollars at Wawa just to show up to the game. Everyone's getting dollar hot dogs. So I'm like, I definitely misplayed this one. That's all. <laughs> yeah. But it was, you know, overall, I don't think the the score doesn't reflect how the game was played. I think it was a a very much so dominated Flyers game at points where they definitely outplayed the other team with the Ottawa Senators. Um, I was kind of in and out of it, obviously, with my upper respiratory infections. I wasn't watching all the games to my best ability. But from what I, re- what I can remember watching, it was a good game. And I was happy with the outcome because the Flyers essentially defeated the AHL Ottawa Senators. Mm-hmm. So, Jake and Matt, your thoughts? It was a good game. I mean, you know, the Ottawa Senators, you know, say what you will about them. But, you know, I mean, I think it was a good hockey game through and through. Yeah, I definitely would agree that the Flyers dominated the play throughout the duration of the game. Um... But, I mean, it could have been very different, too. Like, this could have been also a game where the Flyers kind of come in, like, you know, anticipating, you know, a struggling kind of, like, mediocre, at best, like, Ottawa Senators team, you know, trying, trying to be kind. You know, and, like, they, they could have, totally could have just, you know, laid a goose egg. You know, and, like, let the Senators kind of come in and just, like, all right, thanks, two points. The Senators did score first, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, and like you're right. I mean, Senators had the first goal of the game. Yeah. But you know, the, the Flyers, I think, I think they just played to their strengths. I think they, you know, they kept things tight. You know, they kind of, they didn't, they didn't. There was like no overdoing thing. Like it was kind of like everything was like executed like properly. Like you know, like especially like on the like power play opportunities as well. Like the Flyers, like they looked well. You know what I mean? And just. I mean, it was a good game. I mean, ultimately, like, I don't think, like, in my personal opinion, like, I don't think really anything stands out as far as, like, play-wise or, like, like the Flyers, like, you know, like, like what stands out, like, is that they did differently or maybe, like, you know, led to their success versus, you know, anything, like, I want to see them, you know, change, in the, like, going forward. 
But you know, it was it was a good game. I think the Flyers like came out to play and they got a win where they really had no excuse not to get the win. You know, so I mean, but there was there was a lot of uh, like good puck movement. Like it's just like you know, it was it's kind of a relief. You know, I mean, that one play, I think it was like maybe even like either like the second or the third goal. I think it was like Raffle in the in the corner where I think Patrick came in and he just beat. I don't remember the player, but he just, he just beat the player to the puck in the corner. And, like, you know, he had that quick look and just, like, right off the backhand, just threw it right to the slot. And there was Raffle to float it off of the backhand off on a tip. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just, like, it was, like, nice execution. The play happened, like, right in front of where I was sitting, too. Like, so, like, that was pretty exciting. It was, like, <laughs> girl, it was pretty dope. But, you know, like, I mean, because, like, I'm watching it happen. Like, I'm seeing him cross the line with the puck. And, like, I'm seeing, like, you lose it. It, 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 was, it was, like... Okay, maybe this is a good one to talk about, but it's just like it was like a lot of emotion, like ups and emotional ups and downs, like in the process of like ten seconds. So like you know, you like you see him like cross the line with the puck and like they lose it, turn it over, like fight to get it back, lose it again, and Patrick just like takes this guy to the corner, gets the puck, and it's just like like good read by Raffle to just go right to the slot with it, you know, because that just could have been like you know another useless zone entry by the Flyers, you know what I mean, like. Like, just a turnover that could have led to, like, you know, five news, what, like a three on two? You know, like, you just, just kind of usually how it works out, you know? But, and nothing really, I mean, like, I don't know about you guys, but, like, I was there, but, like, it was a good game. I just, I just think, like, through and through, like, it was just a good Flyers game, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think the main thing for that game was just uh, the, for the Flyers not to overlook Ottawa. Because, I mean, at this point, obviously, Ottawa is like kind of like a dumpster fire when it comes to their team, kind of their organization. Not to badmouth them, but just like they've had a lot of a lot of things they happen. Struggled. Yeah, but I mean, again, that was one of those games where the Flyers obviously should win that game because they're better than the Senators on paper and on the ice. For you, would, one would think, but I mean, yeah, that was just one of those games where the Flyers knew that they couldn't overlook a team that was below them in the standings, below them uh, skill wise. I would say. And I mean, they they got it done. So I mean, they I think that's it was a good. You're done. It was yeah, it was overall a good game. And I, I think the Flyers played the Senators as an equal. Excuse me. You think? Yeah. Or like, yeah. I think it was like one of those things where like I, I feel like like on the turn like I felt like it was set by like like in the game where it was like I mean maybe not equal as in the fact like we're like you know okay we're like two similarly matched teams like yeah. the Flyers definitely like going out there with the intention to win as the better team. I mean, they just didn't, like, they didn't play down to them. Right. Like it, wasn't, they, it wasn't one of those things where, like, okay, we're play, we got Ottawa tonight. Like, let's just, yeah, let's yeah. just kind of cruise. It, to touch on a base, I thought of, a, of, of, of yeah, an Ottawa center who had a hell of a brain to Chuck. Had a hell of a game for the Ottawa center that yes, night. Yes, he did. He was trying to bring the Flyers down to his level, and they, they commented him face-to-face. And that's right. watching that game, I was like, man, that's why I love the, the to Chuck Brothers, and I want one of them to at least be a flyer somehow, some way in this career, because they are both tailor-made for this city and this player, team. You know what? It's coming back to me. A player had a good game. Brian Elliott. Brian Elliott did a good game against Brian, Ottawa I will say, like, Brian Elliott had a really good game against the Ottawa Senators. Like I said, like, you know, it wasn't a shutout. You know, I think you know, the Senators were able to, you know, score two, three goals. They scored two goals. Two goals. Uh, this final score was, like, four to two. Three two. Three two. Yeah, I can't even you were there. I was there. That's the bad <laughs> I was part. there. That's the bad part. Regardless, like, I mean, the Senators put two past him, but, like, ultimately, as a whole, like, he played well. Like, that was a good game in that for Brian Elliott. And I think, like, there was a good, you know, portion of the time where, like, 
he kept the Flyers in it. Like, Ottawa had some good looks, and, like, he stood on his head for the sake of the team. So, you know, good on Brian Elliott. You know, but, like, yeah. routine game. Like, you know, like, you know, Solid win. No, it doesn't really have that, but then they're like, wait a minute, they got, they got, they got. I'm like looking for things to say. They got, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think we've said it all. It's, it's, yeah, it's just kind of hard because like, Ottawa is just kind of a boring team. I think we're just kind of repackaging the, the same statements in a different, in different terms at this point. Which yeah, I can't yeah, yeah basically saying, got, I mean, they won, they got the two points, they didn't play badly. Like, I mean, Voracek probably would have had a great game. Yeah, but I mean, but, yeah, but. So, yeah, uh, I think so. What's next? Last night's absolute yeah. debacle. Uh, our, oh, yeah. The prodigal son returns and Carter Hart. Um, he was healthy for two. Personally, I would have maybe started him against Ottawa and not against the Capitals, but I digress. Um, Carter Hart returned. You could tell he was definitely fighting the puck for the first 40 minutes, and then he finally looked to settle in and make some better saves in the third I period. See, now. Matt, you were there, so we yeah, can start yeah, with you yeah. so, with your thoughts on this game. One of the things that I noticed was that I think it was the first I'd say the first two or three goals that the Capitals scored were on were on were on the team. They weren't on Hart. Hart looked pretty solid. Like, I mean, obviously he's been he hasn't seen game action in what, three weeks? So I mean he's gonna look shaky, obviously, his first few shots he's faced. But I mean, again, the Flyers oh man, what a hit. Anyway, but the Flyers just didn't play well in front of him for in their in their defensive zone, which obviously is the most important thing. But I mean, the first I'm trying to think. There were the first goal of the game. I think it was what is it Tim Connolly who's on the Caps? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but, it's, it's Brett Connolly. Yeah, Brett, it's Brett. Tim Connolly retired a while ago. I was, uh, was going to say. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think the Connolly oh, goal was like. <laughs> oh, and the Flyers just won a five-two lead. For those who aren't watching, are watching our podcast. The Flyers throw on it. Ten goals have been scored. Who would have guessed? All of us. Yeah, anyway, anyway, back to that game. So, uh, well, yeah, I mean, the, the Flyers just—it was plain and simple where they just couldn't get the puck out of their own zone, and the Capitals are a good enough team, but like mostly every other team in the NHL will make the Flyers pay for their mistakes, and they scored. And, I mean, Connolly, Connolly probably had one of the better games. I don't I mean, I mean, don't really pay attention to his career, but, I mean, he probably had one of the better games of his career last night, almost had a hat-trick, like, was um, was literally inches away from having a hat-trick because he got one basically through Hart's legs, and then it somehow rolled over and got stopped by the post and just sat there. That was crazy. But, anyway, I mean, yeah, the Flyers just looked like they didn't look – like a team that can compete with a, an upper level metropolitan or even an upper level NHL team because they like the Capitals were literally just getting a stick on almost every pass that was below their own like hash marks, which is what you're supposed to do, obviously, in your defensive zone. Again, the Flyers failed to clear their zone multiple times, which led to a couple goals. Their power play was basically useless last night, except for a few, like a handful of good chances. I mean, they even had trouble, like, again, it was one of those classics where the Flyers' power play couldn't even get in the zone to get set up because they just run the slingshot every time and hope to God that it works. But anyway, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was just, like, a, it was just a, like a bad game and obviously not something that you want to, like, put on the ice this late in the season when you're still fighting to even get in a playoff spot. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just, again, it's one of those games where it's, like, you want to just put it behind you and move on to this game right now, but obviously this game is, we're, we're kind of falling apart now here too, so yeah, I don't, you guys want to touch on last night, and again, yeah, if you're going to, like, Hart definitely, if, was, if he was going to start last night, he should have started against Ottawa, because you're obviously not going to get as big of a test against a team like Ottawa as you are against the Capitals, 
Like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Like, it, it just it just speaks to me some problems. It so, speaks to the Flyers season again, where just like literally nothing makes sense. The Capitals played the night before in Pittsburgh, didn't they? No, they played Tuesday night, so they had a night off. Oh, they came to Philadelphia and the rest of the like they were coming off of a what was it like that was like a five-two loss. Yeah, where, where they had the, where they had the, they, where they had the lead twice. Yeah, they, they they you're right. They had the lead twice in the game and still lost five to two against Pittsburgh. Yeah, and like what was it Malkin got a thousand point. And know, Obi got twelve hundred. Obi got a twelve hundred point. You know, Crosby had a nice goal. But I mean, you yeah, know, it's, it's kind of coming off like a, a real disappointing loss, like you know, in Pittsburgh, like that. You know, I I kind of I kind of had thought that they may have played the night before, so I was like, I was gonna comment on how like you need to like take advantage of like the unrested team, but that's not what happened. But uh, but like you know, I mean, yeah, Conley had a nice goal. I think that was kind of the turning point. That's kind of like what broke the seal a little bit for the Capitals. You know, because I mean, also like if you watch the play, he just he just like walked in really the whole time. Like he just like was sitting there cap dancing with it until he was like, fine, I'm gonna shoot it, and he went close side, on like on hard. So like oh, I mean, yeah, like yeah. I'm not gonna put it past the kid. Like he's a 19 year old, or, sorry, 20 year old goaltender who hasn't played in three weeks. Yeah. You know, who who went who hadn't played in three weeks, but had played nothing but nothing but played for three weeks. I mean, again, like you know, like regardless of who that is, whether it's Carter yeah. Hart or even like Carey Price, like, yeah. I mean, that's. It's kind of it's tough for a goalie to probably judge a shot like that when a guy is literally wide open, yeah. having time to just fully wind well, you can up tell, and you rip saw, one. You, see, you like, saw him tense up on the shot. He wasn't yeah. anticipating a wrist shot going. I like yeah, that. So, so he kind of like he he like collapsed a little bit. Like yeah. as soon as I saw him get like like when he went to wind up for the shot, I'm like, good score. You know, I mean, whatever. You know, it's it is what it is. You know, you know? but that just kind of opened up the floodgates a little bit for the Capitals to kind of come in. The Flyers just. You know, Hart Hart is he's also he's still a rookie, and so he's he doesn't know all the shooters in the league yet, so he doesn't have their book. Like eventually, goalies will learn I mean, players' shots, yeah. which helps them. Also, but that that comes with also, age and time. Twenty years old and has played less than thirty games in also, the NHL. Another thing, keep in mind, you know, Brent Connolly was a I think a number six overall he was six pick in over, twenty ten by the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yep, he was he was oh, he's, guy, he's right? a, I'm, I mean, they, they, discussed, guy. They, they discussed it on the on the broadcast last night. All right. JJ and Keith, they did they. they, they, <laughs> they, they JJ and Jaren, You're setting they, your sources. I agree. They did say, you know, like they were talking about, like Connolly was a number six overall pick in the 2010 draft selected by the Lightning. I you know, know, I mean, like, and like, like as to quote JJ, you know, like some guys take a little longer to pan out, but like, you know, it's a guy he's seen professional, like he's seen the league. He's been around, like he yeah. just had time to develop, and like you see, like seems like he's made a home in Washington. You know, yeah, he, I, I was really, I was really a fan of how he was playing in like Boston when he got that opportunity at that point. But I guess they just, they just couldn't make it work. But yeah, I mean, like good for him. But like I said, like it's an experienced player, like an experienced shooter. You know, I mean, Connolly, Connolly's got a shot. You know, so you know, he just, he just got beat. It's just what happened. I think, I think last night was kind of a good example of the Flyers not being able to run with, like, the big dogs of the, of the mm-hmm. league and even their own division. I mean, granted, the Capitals have obviously always been, a like, a really good regular season team. Oh, wow. Hey, anyway, Anderson. But, um, yeah, I mean, that just shows it's a, it's kind of one of those things where it was, like, the Capitals obviously found, like, the, what is it, the, the is it the chink in the, is it the, the chink in the chain? The chicken armor? Yeah, that's what it is, yeah. Is that is that racist that we said that? I don't think. I, so. I don't. I don't. You know what we? You know what we're trying to. They found their weak link, obviously. So, but again, so they the, found the need of the method. Capitals exposed the Flyers' weak links last night, and they showed that obviously again the Flyers this season haven't been able to run with the elite teams in the league. Granted, they've come back twice from being down four goals to the Lightning, but again they lost both those games in overtime. 
And, I mean, the lightning are obviously unreal. So, like, you obviously, if you're even, like... Definitely got to be a regular raping season at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Like, in the modern era. So, yeah, I I guess those are bad examples if you're playing the lightning. But still, like, the Flyers have shown where they just... They can't really... Even on... If, like, they... uh, It's one of those things where they look good on paper, but they just haven't been able to transfer that paper look to the ice. It's it's been a problem because this season... They are seven. They well, actually, they, they are zero and seven to the Washington Capitals and Columbus Blue Jackets combined respectively. They got swept by the Blue Jackets in the season series, and they've allowed five goals in every game and every loss What's against the Washington Blue Capitals. Uh, yeah, who, who was that? Like six goals the other night. Where in Columbus? Oh, um, they play? Yeah, it's just, I think they're winning right now against the Hurricanes. The, 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 uh, and that's more of a problem. Stats the, the, fly, the Flyers, you know, the crucial teams in the division. Like the Flyers used to always play the Capitals well. Now, I don't know what's happened this year. They used to always play Columbus well. Again, don't know what's happened this year. It's just frustrating. Like These are big-time, important key games that you need to win, and you drop the ball short. And also... Like it's it's unfortunate. Like when the Flyers win, so we, can, we can have someone help us segue into our topic where we said they're running out of tape here because the nights where they win, they don't get any help. Yeah. And the nights where they lose is when they get the help. But like you'd rather get the help when you win, not when you lose. Like last night they lost, but Montreal also lost. So that way you save five points out. Exactly. It's, it's almost like the Flyers. And now right now tonight they're tied. We're winning, but then also you have Columbus and Carolina playing, and whoever wins that game is not going to give any help to the Flyers if they end up playing this game. The Flyers don't have the resources when they. It's like they just throw caution to the wind and it works out for them. Yeah. But they go out there and they just like just play your game. Yeah. You know, it, like, it's just yeah. I, I, I don't get sometimes it's I mean deployment of players. I don't understand. Why Scott Gordon wants to keep on running seven defensemen and eleven forwards? Well, they really had no choice when Voracek was out. That's they true. But then, but, then, but then again, tonight the yeah. Flyers last night they scratched Andrew McDonald, and then they had Justin Bailey. But then tonight they send Bailey back to the Phantoms and throw McDonald back in the lineup. I'm sorry, adding Andrew McDonald to your team doesn't make it better. It makes it worse. Taking him out of your lab improves it, but for some reason the Flyers think that Andrew McDonald is a good NHL defenseman when he's not. If he's a good leader, make him a coach. I said that before on this podcast. Make him a coach because he sucks ass out on the ice. Whoa, bold statement. And he's just, he's just, he's not, he's not good. And I'm tired of it. Damn you, Paul Holmgren, for giving him that contract. But it's just like I, I, I don't. We might buy him out this summer. Andrew McDonald could be bought out this summer at the wrong time for the Flyers. I just, I happened. just, I just don't get it. I like think he flat when, before he got to the Flyers. When, when you see, when you see, <laughs> we just see the results of the guy here. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't he know. looks good coming from New York. Yeah, you know? I mean, when when you see players like Justin Bailey with the Phantoms who can hold their own on the on the bottom six role, like why would you take him out of here? Why would you take him? Next year? Why would you take him out of your lineup? Like I get maybe tonight they thought that Hartman was I mean, Ryan Hartman got hurt or he's sick tonight, so that's why he's not playing. So like, but then why would you just keep Bailey around just in case and replace him in Hartman's slot? Like interchanging him. Like don't put in your worst defenseman. Although Robert Hager right now is probably worse than Andrew McDonald, but I digress. It's I just it's like. On one hand, I like Scott Gordon I think because he's trying to do too much to answer that question when you're ready for it. Uh, I, 
I can agree with you. As, on one hand, I like Secor and I like what he's done because I've seen what he's doing. But on the other hand, I'm just like, nah, he's too similar to Dave Hackstall. Where I just, I don't want him back next year. But he's then, complicit. He's complicit with the current system, and I hate it. Well, then also touches on the base too. We can touch on this too. It's like, why the he hell? He goes right with that well, because he knows I just said well, for the him. current the the complicity but, with the current system gets called back to the current assistant coaches where. The Flyers special teams have been literally like lower tier for the last oh. um, like umpteenth years. I will say now as fans, we can pretty much gauge where the issue lies. Yeah, you know now it moves. But everyone, made. everyone has known that for <clears throat> at least probably three years now, where the power play hasn't been now. anywhere near as well as well. Like it's not performing anywhere near as well as it should be. The penalty kill is the mo- is probably like the most passive aggressive penalty kill in the entire league. Where it's like, hey, you want to walk right in on our box? Like, go for it and just rip one top shelf and get a highlight real goal. Like, we don't mind. Yeah. But, I mean, that wasn't even on the power play. But anyway, like, the Flyers, again, it just, they're, I think this, I'm I'm hoping that the summer is active in the fact that they they make an effort to still bolster the offense because there's, there's still a little bit of dead weight in the bottom six. I mean, I like I like Raffle, but I feel like he's gone this this summer. Uh, anyway, but um, I, the Flyers just need they need better depth scoring. They they they've been getting it this past season, this past half the season. Guys like Connecty, Patrick, all of them. Couturier's still been lighting it up. Like it's but that's holding all, his own line. Yeah, but that's all been that's all been flying under the radar of, of the bigger issues that the Flyers have, where they still need help on the blue line. They likely have found their goalie in Carter Hart and Ken Talbot, I guess is going to play at some point. I think, I don't know what's going on with that anyway, but I think, I think that in this, we can get, I guess we can go into this now, but uh, I don't know what any, does anyone else have, what are we even talking about now? (laughs) We're we're just kind of talking about what, we're just kind of talking about right now, what comes to our mind. And we're speaking overhaul of flyer special teams by next season. Well, that's going to the point. So if they go out and they hire, if they hire Joe Quinville, well, right, Quinville so gets full reign of who he's a coach. Is I don't, I don't even want to go. I don't even want to go into the realm of Coach Q right now because I'm that whole, yeah. that whole yeah. S H I T storm that happened earlier in the season. Why didn't express interest? In yeah, like come here first. Let's uh, let's actually have the guy like talk on his own. And come here first. Yeah. yeah. So, but and like, I mean, he was doing shot skis with the Bears fans, like. And then we're like, everyone's like, oh, we got him as the coach. Like, dude, he was just, like, wasted doing a shot ski with, like, Bears fans at Soldier Field. Like, dude, yeah. So, anyway, but that's all in the past, obviously. Yeah, he doesn't care about hockey at this point. He's just trying to He's getting paid six mil to sit on his ass. Sign me up. Right now, so, all right, right now, the Flyers, at this moment, the Flyers are tied 5-5 in Toronto. They have about nine and a half minutes left in the third. We don't know what's going to happen, obviously, because this team has been so unpredictable this whole year. But so, all right. So let's say they Six after this. All right, yeah. So if they lose this game, they get maybe let's say they get one point in the standings, and they have what eleven games left at this point, I think. Yeah. With their next game being against the Penguins on Sunday. Dave's Dave's giving us a check here. The official games left list. Eleven. Yeah. Matt, you were so right. after tonight, they have eleven games left, and again, like we said earlier, they're not getting any help. I mean, obviously, teams aren't going to be like, oh, like let's like we feel bad for them. They were in last place and they made an unbelievable run, 
and have gotten to within reach of a playoff spot. Let's just like let's tank and let them get in and not like no. Obviously, no one's gonna do that. That does not but happen in the, in the national. The Flyers are in a situation where person. I'm gonna say I'm gonna speak personally. I'm not gonna speak for the entire fan base. Everyone's entitled to their opinion, obviously. But I've said this multiple times to you guys before this and other people that I'm friends with. But the real, the optimist in me, and as a fan, I would be over the moon if the Flyers could somehow make the playoffs. But the realist in me thinks that they're gonna fall short. They're just gonna run out of. They're gonna run out of games. They're obviously, I think they've hurt. They hurt themselves way too much early in the season to gain enough ground where they're they're gonna be able to make the playoffs. Because this whole time, I feel like it's been exciting. Like the best, the best part about this whole thing, this this run that they've been on, is that they've been fun to watch. They've been entertaining. That's really like the the only thing that I care about with the Flyers. Obviously, I love if they win if they make the playoffs. But at least this season, for for so much of the season, they weren't even fun to watch. And then, like, the, the past, what, maybe 30 games have been, like, like... Since, like, the new is, year. Like, yeah, like, this is awesome. Like, let's, let's, let's keep this going. But, again, I think that they hurt themselves too much in the beginning of the year before the, ha- the Hackstall, the Hackstall, all that stuff. And they just literally dug themselves in too much of a hole, and they've tried to claw back. But, again... And also, too, another main point that I have is that it had, it's not like they've been teetering at, in and out of a playoff spot. They've been within reach of a playoff spot. It's not like one night they get two points, they're in the second wild card spot. The next night someone else wins, they don't win, and they like are booted. There's, they have still been within three to five points of a, with, within, a, within a spot, like within range of a spot. Not in a spot, within range. Like, again... Almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. So if you almost make the playoffs, you don't make the playoffs. Obviously, like you get a like you get a you tried cake like the Simpsons. I think that's what that's. <laughs> At doing, least right? you tried. Yeah, you get one of those. <laughs> but anyway, I just think like again, the, the optimist in me and the fan would be like, hell yeah, like we made the playoffs. Like what an unbelievable run. They'd probably set a record, honestly, because they, they were in last place. They would. Yeah, they would. That would be a so new NHL set, record. They would set a good record instead of setting the record for using like eighty-three goalies in twelve games. Anyway, I have the TSN oh, image that they photoshop together with all the goals <laughs> and Cam Talbot in like the centerpiece looking like Obama. <laughs> I have it saved on my phone. I, I keep meaning to make it my lock screen saver uh-huh. because I think it's just so pretty. Yeah. It's like an assortment <laughs> of Flyers goaltenders and Cam Talbot. It's like a movie poster. Like like. Delicately placed there. It was yeah, almost yeah, like yeah. the interview poster. Uh-huh. Or like the poster for Talladega Nights. Yeah. <laughs> you just see Cam Talbot all dressed <laughs> up in the Wonder Bread jumpsuit. Oh my god. Oh my god. But yeah, again, I think as much as I hate to say it, I think they're gonna run out of time because again, they they pretty much shot themselves in the foot the first what, maybe two thirds, maybe even half the season. And they've obviously been trying to make up ground ever since, but they haven't been they haven't even been in a playoff spot this whole time. They've been within reach. Again, you don't make the playoffs if you almost get there. Like So, again, they're not getting any help from anyone else in the standings. Obviously, other teams are going to keep winning because they're, they've obviously been doing better than the Flyers have for most of the year. Or play that was. But, anyway, I think, again, it's I enjoyed how they've been playing lately, but I think they're just going to run out of track at some point because – if they if they go eleven and zero after this if like after this game somehow that's twenty two points but also again other other teams could get like this the same amount more and more points and they'd still fall short so also like I mean to piggyback off of what you kind of said I mean knowing the Flyers knowing this team like I mean 
you're gonna push for the playoffs. Like wins and regulation are crucial. And they still you can't like you can't afford to win yeah, a game yeah. walking away with three points being achieved by either team. They, can, yeah, they need two points. Oh, unless, unless, they unless, unless it's a you can afford a three point game. I can't. They can't even afford to lose an over. They can't even afford to lose an overtime no. or a shootout. They need right. two points every game to still even mm-hmm. again to still even have a chance at making the playoffs. But again. Another thing I was going to say, I just thought about this, but they still have a really tough schedule in their remaining games. They play Toronto again, I think the 27th, right? So They play the Islanders on next next Saturday. We got yeah. Pittsburgh on Sunday, Montreal the 19th, Blackhawks 21st, Islanders 23rd, Capitals 24th, Leafs 27th, Carolina 30th, Rangers 31st. That closes out in March. Yep. And then in April... You play Dallas, St. Louis, then Carolina. And those are, ex- with the exception of what? I guess the Rangers and the Blackhawks, those are all, I guess, playoff. And the Sabres, I guess. No, they don't play the Sabres. Carolina's in a playoff seat right now. They're above the Flyers in the standings. I think they're in third in Metro. That wouldn't be like a, like a usual run-of-the-mill Flyers playoff series, though. That's like something I would see, like. Like a so yeah, I mean again, I think the Flyers, the Flyers have done extremely well these past like, I guess, thirty-five games maybe, where they've won, they've won the majority of their games and they've lost a few clunkers, a few close calls, all that stuff. But I think in the end, when the season is over and said and done, they're gonna fall short, and it's just gonna be one of those things. Like I said, these games where they go down early and fail to come back are like literally just microcosms of the entire season where they hurt themselves early on and then they, they make a push late and then they just fall short and they really don't have anything to show for it. All right, we so, got two minutes left. We're at this thing in an hour. Oh, all right. Wow. in an hour. Censorship. I mean, uh, pretty much what Matt said. I'm sorry, I, I talk a lot. No. Hey, you're all good, dude. It's fine. Hey, That's why you are yeah. here. Huh. All right. Let's make but our you know, closing statements. You know, like pretty much like what Matt said. You know I mean? To, to piggyback on what you said, you know, I, I gotta have to agree. I mean, in, in my personal opinion, I feel like the Flyers, I would like to see them strive to make the playoffs. Like, is it conceivable? Probably not, but I would like to see the effort there or like a level of intensity with the, how they play to make it seem like they're striving to achieve something. I mean, as far as like, like, you know, it, it feels like that same conversation every year. It's like, okay, Flyers are going to compete for a playoff spot, be a contender in the playoffs you know, try, try and achieve winning a Stanley Cup, or are they going to, like, are, what's what's the draft, what's the draft going to look like this year? You know, like, where are we going to fall on the board? You know, and I think at this point, you know, the Flyers, like, they've had, like, most seasons, they've had their ups and downs, but I, I guess I don't really think that they've, like, put themselves in position, you know, to, to gain anything out of the draft. So at this point, if you're looking to play for tour, for or towards anything, it's a playoff spot. So with 11 games left, it's, like I said, it's, is it conceivable? Is it? Is there an ability for it to be done? I mean, it's possible. They have three percent chance, I mean, but it's challenging. So like, you know what I mean? There's a chance. There is a chance. But like at this point, like three percent. At this point, like I mean, come on, boys. Like you yeah. gotta play for something. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Like just win out. Just do something. I mean, like I don't know. Give somebody something to watch. That's all. But yeah, is, yeah. is it gonna? Is it gonna happen? Who knows? I mean, there's again, there's a three percent chance they're still technically in the hunt right now, but the hunt is the success of the hunt is unlikely. So, but I mean, again, you don't want to as a player, you don't want to be like, let's not even try. Obviously, you want to obviously make that push. Definitely not the Flyers' way. Yeah, 
Yeah, but, you know Giroud's like one uh, away from like making that playoff guarantee. But yeah, hey. uh, you know uh, we're gonna make it this year. Uh, hey. uh, last game of the year. Last game of the year. You know. Uh, Personally, and as a fan, I'm not. I'm not gonna stop believing that the playoffs aren't a possibility until they're physically and statistically not a possibility. I'm still gonna exactly. hold on to that sliver of hope that they can make it's it. It's not over until the buzzer rings, man. It's not over until so a twi- a person on Twitter tells me that they can't make the playoffs. Yeah, and, and <laughs> to push here in closing, guys, I'm gonna agree with both my colleagues here, Jake and Matt. Um, the the. Well, I mean, because we're all like my individuals, and we just know the best about hockey. That's just that's just fact. I was just anticipating your uh, your Well, I mean, yeah. Um, but um, you know, I think my fan wants you to make it, but realistically, they're probably not going to. Now, where I bring a little glimmer of hope into next year is where we finally we've seen our top prospects with the club: Myers, Sanheim, like all the all the kids. Heart, they're all playing. Oh, we're going to we're going to have after potentially potentially with the buyout of Andrew McDonald, the Flyers will have thirteen million dollars in cap space. Oh no! And Toronto just scored to take a six five lead. It's going to put the whole damper on my thought oh, right here. But five minutes in the relation, so the Flyers are probably going to lose this game in dramatic fashion. Thank you. But the Flyers Columbus just got a shot out too, so that doesn't help us. And there's that, folks. But the- um. The Flyers are going to have $30 million in cap space after the potential buyout of Andrew McDonald. There are some big-time free agents, RFAs and UFAs, and Chuck Fletcher's going to be aggressive. And to think of maybe either a Brayden Point, a Mitch Marner, maybe even an Eric, an Eric Carlson, or an, an Artemi Panarin joining this Flyers team next year has me very excited and hopeful. But that... Is all the time we have this evening. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Um, everyone, if you if you are in the Twitter, if you are in the Twitterverse, shoot us a follow again at Five Men Major Pod. You can find all three of our Twitter handles in the bio. Um, and yet, he's got five minutes. I'll give it to Follow me on Twitter. Follow all of us on Twitter. Jake doesn't really tweet. Don't he's follow just, me on any social. He's just kind of there. Matt and I tweet a lot. Matt and I really run the Twitter more so. We might have, we might have to talk to Jake about stepping this game up and get back on that Twitter game, but we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, again, thank you all for watching. Thank you for all the always the comments and boosts, and thank you for a year of five minute major radio. Happy birthday to us. Get us a cake. Yeah, we, we, we need a cake, guys. <laughs> but thank you for watching. Thank you for listening, guys. We will see you next week. Later. Hi, everybody. <laughs>